Good morning, everybody. Wow. Folks, welcome back to Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. Hosted by the Turkey Boys, Stinger and Scotty. We're here. (laughs) Forgot about Stinger. Welcome to the program. Yeah, you're Stinger now. That's Hank's new nickname. Everyone hit him with it. Whole deal. What's happening, Hoops? Oh, you know, we're just having a time. I thought we'd start us off this week with uh, the new streaming services Peacock and Quibi unveiled their uh, their lineup of original programming. I thought we'd cruise through those, have a laugh. Can't wait! He's in. Yeah, Peacock, they had this big announcement like, see what's hatching over at Peacock. It's like, oh, ha ha, a giant fucking turkey. Is what's hatching. And listen to what they've got going on. Are we Quibi guys? We might be. You had a theory that Quibi will never exist. Yes. That's the funniest theory, I think. Thank you for remembering that. I think that might come to pass. Or not come to pass. Just no Quibi at all. Yeah, I think it's not going to... It's not not impossible. They sunk a legit billion dollars into this weird service. Let's start with that, since we're talking about it. Quibi's this new one that's going to... They're like made it phone focused so you can watch it in landscape or portrait mode, <laughs> which it's like you can't be making shows. Stop like that. watching shit on your phone, man. Yeah. Listen to this is the premiere show that they start this announcement with Chrissy's Court, a Chrissy Teigen Judge Judy type show that will follow her as she presides over a small claims court and her mother will play the bailiff. This sounds like a sketch at best. <laughs> This is going to be a TV show that like has weekly episodes. Like, She's one of those people that everybody in Hollywood gets a big kick out of. Like, yeah. oh, look at the clever things she said on Twitter to one of her haters. She's a big Twitter person. Yeah, I think she has one enough. of like the most followers. She has like 50 mil or something. But yeah, that won't be funny week after week. Like, oh, here she is again as a judge. I'm, I'm laughing. <laughs> Months on end. And, uh... They got some big name talent on Quibi also. Steven Spielberg has created a 10 to 12 part series that will be a Quibi exclusive called Spielberg's After Dark. That's all they say about it. And, I don't know, could be good. Spielberg's spotty these days. He stinks and I don't like him. You're going to love this. They're also bringing back Punked. The With Ashton Kutcher, or let me guess, like well, the beloved prank show, the Sterling K. Brown, <laughs> yeah. Sterling K. Brown. So uh, listen, I gotta tell you here now. Yeah, him wearing like a right Von Dutch hat or whatever the stupid <laughs> the trucker. Hat. Yeah. Oh, that was a bad trend. But they say no word yet on whether or not Ashton Kutcher is going to be returning as host, but they doubt it. Oh, that's a shame. He's on, like, Doe Island now. He's he only like, likes to swoop in on other people's projects now. <laughs> yeah. He's Be, like, like the Doe third guy. guy to do Steve Jobs, take over, you know, yeah. two and a half men, let it limp to the finish line. He played Steve Jobs in the Steve Jobs movie that nobody saw, 
and like from that thought that he was a businessman and now i see him popping up like talking like giving ted talks well he actually is the part that's actually even more frustrating with him is he really did invest in a bunch of tech companies after he started making real money like with Mm. a bunch of his 70s show dough and they all went and blew up and now he has like 500 million dollars it's upsetting because he's smart and he seems like such a dumb yeah i want him to be kelso (laughs) and be that 70s show's character forever and be an idiot i actually don't have a problem with him i think he's fine but he's all right. There are worse. That Steve Jobs movie was a piece of shit. Yeah, and Punked was a stupid actually. show. Go like, oh, look, we made Pink get upset. Whoa! Remember when they made Justin Timberlake cry though? That was fun. What did he cry that, about? That was a hot app. I think they convinced him that like his dog died or something. That's not funny. And maybe it wasn't that gritty. It couldn't have been that. Should gritty. I Google it or do we not care? Eh, I don't care too much. Although, eh, why not? You hear that siren in the background? That's going to drive me crazy. I hope that's quick. But also on Quibi, they got Singled Out is back. The classic MTV dating game show that was hosted by Chris Hardwick. And Melissa McCarthy? That can't be right. No. I don't think Chris Hardwick's going to be back for this new iteration. I think he's still canceled. Although I'm not positive. And they also got... uh, Oh, they told uh, Justin Timberlake that he owed $900,000 in income taxes. That's what, And that oh. they were going to repossess all of his things. Yeah, and they were going to take away his pets. That's what it was. They were like, yeah, we took your dogs. They're at the shelter or something. It was a whole thing. And then he called his mom. Yeah. But yeah Safe. Also, I would do the same thing. Quibi, they got like an Idris Elba reality show where he's doing stunt driving. Who would want to watch that? Elba versus Block. Okay, <laughs> sounds like content, I guess. And a couple more that aren't even like worth mentioning. Thanks a million. The show will follow Jennifer Lopez and nine other people who give a hundred thousand dollar to an influential person from their life. Then that person gives fifty thousand to someone else. Then they give twenty five thousand to someone else. This is like a pay it forward type. Doe Island reality show. Do they get to keep any of the dough? I'm confused. It says you can probably expect heartwarming stories and giant checks. Uh, okay. God, these shows sound insane. And Winos from Thomas Lennon of Reno 911 fame follows a Silicon Valley entrepreneur who, after failing the startup, moves to the wine county of California and tries to take over a struggling vineyard. Vineyard! And I was just going to do that, too. That sounds like a show that someone would watch. I don't know if it's for me. But yeah, Quibi, hope you fail. Hope we never see any of these shows. Let me just sneak in these Peacock ones real quick. The, the rebooting Battlestar Galactica. It sounds like something that would happen. I never watched the original or the first reboot, but people like them. Hmm. A series based on the dystopian novel Brave New World, which is oh. a book that a lot of people like, take a stand. like to pretend like they've read. Or maybe they have read. And I'm just jealous because I'm not as well read. And they also have... They saved AP Bio. That show got canceled by NBC. And then they saved it for their streaming network. But I don't know anyone who watches that show. I've never really seen it. And they're rolling out reboots of Saved by the Bell and Punky Brewster. How do those grab you? He's in. (laughs) 
Preppy? It's like the best show ever. Saved by the Bell back at this point. Yeah, they were referring to Saved by the Bell as a Peacock original, which I, for whatever Oof. reason, that just upsets me when they do that. I mean, Dennis Haskins is the only one who's happy about this. Isn't, Isn't that, he like a fat creep? Yes. There's actually like notorious stories about him being like a, a Me Too like coke fiend out on the streets of Hollywood. Dennis Haskins, who portrayed Mr. Belding on Saved by the Bell for fans who are not familiar with his legacy. He's supposedly a big creep. But yeah, that's a bunch of shows. Yeah, he's that, one of those guys who pops up yeah. at like random book signings or, you know, just he's just around. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're not that interesting anymore, Dennis. Mm. But yeah, that was that. I just thought we'd uh, let the fans know about all the disgusting new shows that uh, we'll be talking about in the coming years. Speaking of uh, streaming services, a uh, friend of the show, uh, Rihanna, is uh, single Ooh. now after splitting with that Saudi billionaire. Uh, you know, I always thought me and Rihanna would make a great couple. I think so. Mm. I think that... Um, We'd just be fun together. I right, can see but- it. I don't know if it's safe for her after she's on the rebound. I mean, you, you're a notorious heartbreaker. Yes. Is the only thing that I'd, I'd be worried about. I'm a known cad. Her getting her feelings hurt, you know? Yes. Yes. Love them and leave them. Oh, shit. All over social media are these posts like, you better look out, Rihanna's DMs. And like it's like, she's a grown oh my woman. God. Stop. Yeah. I feel like this is really loud. Yeah. Sure was. <laughs> I'm looking out for the fans. Yeah, I had it up high for... I don't know what it was up for. Sing-along, I guess, was loud. Yeah, I... She's all over the news, or the, all over the, the, the blogs and the social media because she has a new album on the horizon. Mm. And she hasn't had an album in a bit, I guess. Yeah. She has some cuts. I like some of her. Yeah, her she tunes. is. I like the one I just played, Desperado, from the Anti album. That song um, "Kiss It Better" is good, and has a fun. I don't know that one. Artsy video where she's uh, in various states of undress, as she is from time to time. I saw that uh, "Shameless" is finally ending after next season, season eleven. Yeah, they're they're whimpering. Yes, whimpering right to now. the finish. They're it's, doing the office move where instead of ending the show when the lead character left, they eked out two final seasons to the delight of nobody and are just like, okay, now we'll end it. Now that like we've ruined I, I, this show. I always wonder what instead message. Instead of going out on a high note. let's. Yeah. What are they trying to say? Yeah. Like we don't care about our viewership whatsoever. We just want to make more because yeah. there's money involved. It does seem silly. And even you gave up on Shameless. You were like the last one. I was pretty much the only fan left, and I I bailed on it. show sucks. You can't keep going when... Without Emmy Rossum, it's not good. You can't keep a show going when the main character leaves. It's just... It's all there is to it. You can't just be like, oh, there's so many fun supporting sidecars. This will be fine. It's never fine. Mistake. And moving along, a uh, friend of the show, Monty, saw Bill Pullman at the airport. I thought that was pretty newsworthy. Mm. I'm so fucked up. I'm like starstruck when someone I know runs into a celebrity. I'm like, oh my God. The funny part is, is um, they actually, they were 
together in the prosthesis line where the guys with prostheses mm. they have to congregate Pros- together prosthesis. prosthetics <laughs> have to like hand leg anything if you have a prosthetic there's a separate check-in and that's funny enough bill pullman also has uh, a below knee prosthetic i don't know if you're aware of that i wasn't yeah and they say oh hey you're also with one leg mm. and that was how they hit they hit it off so yeah. <laughs> luckily um Right now they're cheersing beers while discussing his work in uh You got one. Was he in yeah. While You Were Sleeping? There it is. I don't remember. That was him, yeah. With Meg Ryan? I was trying to think. He's in some movie, a rom-com with Ellen DeGeneres. I think it's called like Mr. Right or yep, something. Yeah, Mr. Right's yeah. the one. That's where the one. it's like him being... where Ellen. That was when Ellen DeGeneres was still pretending to be straight, like on her TV show. Yes. Remember her TV show? Was it just called Ellen? Yeah. I think who it was um, Jeremy Piven was on it with no just, hair yep. and glasses. Yep, awesome. That's, that's how I remember that show. Me existing. too. Like, oh yeah, that was the Piven. Um, bald. Were show. we gonna play the trailer for Spencer Confidential? I remember that being a thing that we talked about. That sounds fun. Is that something that I might be interested? You might in? be interested in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The uh, what do you give the folks a little preamble on what that is? I mean, nothing gets me more fired up than a new Boston-set crime drama, which this very much is. This is the new Peter Berg-Mark Wahlberg collab. Peter Berg keeps making... He keeps making movies with Mark Wahlberg in hopes of getting the Peter Berg on the menu at Wahlburgers. I'm sure I've made that joke before, but I still think it's fun. This is a scene where... Yes. Mark Wahlberg is fighting Post Malone and some other sidecars yeah. in a jail library with Alan Arkin as a se- spectator. That other Don't guy's move the, the microphone. UFC guy. You made it. Try and stay on this side for a while. Let's go see your girlfriend. Five years ago. Hey, it's me, Alan Arkin, doing my thing. I'm supposed to wait. I'm sorry. I love you. Elias is the last thing I've three minutes long. I'm bailing on it. Oh, it's good. over. We can just discuss it. Okay. Um. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Eliza Schlesinger's Boston accent is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. When you sent me that and said, oh, it's Eliza Schlesinger doing a Boston accent, I got very worried. Yeah, I mean, it's not great. It's. I thought it would be way worse, I guess. And there's something about her that, like, she's sort of funny. I mean, it's no fucking Blake Lively in the town, but it'll fucking do. I thought Blake Lively in the town was pretty good. Nobody ever really nails it. Yeah. That's why Boston movies are the worst, because it's like... You can tell they spent so much time trying to cultivate the perfect Boston accent, and they just can't. Yeah, it's... It's always, like, just a little off. As I've said countless times, Matt Damon, who's from here, can barely do it in The Departed. It's like, he sounds like he's faking it. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Well, you can't move to California for 30 years and do 100 movie roles without an accent. Yeah. And then just jump back in at 40 and expect to be... Like riding a bike. It's funny, the Boston accent, that is the one. You know, like, famously, like, English actors can come over here and do the American accent, no problem. But, like, Americans can't do the Boston accent. Nope. It's really, it's impossible. I don't know of anybody... It's impossible. In, I don't know of anybody in Hollywood that nails it at all. Yeah. But Spencer Confidential, is that, I didn't realize it was based on a TV show. I didn't either. It's news to me. Yeah, there was some TV show. Spencer, that wasn't the name of it. It was something else, but... Yeah. And, and I don't it, know if it was based in Boston either, but... It looks very cheesy, but I'll see it and hope it has a couple laughs. I'm that, sure it's fine. That silly cast. And the funny... It has, might be the weirdest cast I've ever seen. 
Yeah. And it looks like Post Malone is pivoting into acting, which feels right on schedule. <laughs> and yeah, like you said, Peter Berg's directing it, and the Fast and the Furious producers mm. are producing it. Yes, love them. Yeah, they're friends of the show, so <laughs> I don't even know their goddamn names, but I know that those movies are. They're more than friends, they're family. They're familiar. <laughs> familiar, I get it. What but else you got? I got uh, the copyright for The Great Gatsby is set to expire at the end of 2020. So I saw an article about how it's going to be like a flood of, you know, that means anyone can make uh, an adaptation or a remake, reboot, use the characters for, for the, the book Gatsby. and the story. Yeah. Like okay. Adapt it into a movie, write a book, do a musical. You no longer need any permission. It's, uh, it's like Happy Birthday yeah. or Viagra. Copyright law is interesting. It's weird how like after time, you know, enough time goes by and then they're just like, oh, this doesn't matter anymore. Anyone can just do whatever they want with this. Is that how it is with everything? I don't really understand how it works. Yeah, I don't really either. In like a hundred years, someone's going to be have the rights to this podcast and they're going to turn it into a, a dazzling like VR oh, 3D I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that one bit. Oh, you're going to love it. I was also laughing. Did you see the Snoop Dogg Dunkin' Donuts commercial? I didn't, but it seems to me like he's doing a lot of marketing for his new album. He was ow, just ow. actually at a marijuana dispensary somewhere around here because he performed. At, oh, that uh, sounds about right. That sounds like something I would everything do. Everything I do is ridiculously on brand. Oh, well, it's 420 right now, bro, as oh, we're talking about shit, this. Oh, shit, kid. Do you have any idea what 421. Fuck. It's over. Fuck. End it. Um, but yeah, it's it's for the new plant-based breakfast sandwiches at Dunkin' Donuts, and they're really leaning on that, like implying that Snoop Dogg knows so much about weed that he's an expert in all things plants, including plant-based breakfast sandwich meal alternatives. <laughs> it's like this is such a reach that it's just a home run. That's funny, yeah. Like I, I, I'd probably laugh. These, this plant-based, <laughs> yeah, it's just like the audacity to do this campaign. Whatever Don Draper type thought that up really uh, earned his keep that day. The Hill Holiday, the advertising agency in downtown Boston, actually mm. does all of their their ads. So they just rebranded everything Ooh. by changing their name from Dunkin' Donuts to just Dunkin'. Mistake. I think that's a mistake. They should hire me. I have all sorts of great punny ads. I ideas. don't really think it was worth changing all the signs and all you know the also because they didn't change all of them everywhere i still right. go by plenty that where it's like you gotta do a a, a fleet-wide revamp or you know what i'm trying to say all or nothing exactly but ow ow and i had a news item here but it's about something that i put in the obit so i'm just gonna cruise past that ozark season three comes to netflix march 27th thought you'd want to hear that mm. i'm still here for it he's still here as we've discussed, season two, not as good as season one, but the turkey boys are still in. And uh, they're release, re-releasing Parasite in black and white. He's director Bong Joon-ho said... Uh, in theaters? Yes. He hmm. said, quote, I watched the black and white version twice now, and at times the film felt more like a fable and gave me the strange sense I was watching a movie from old times felt more realistic and sharp and further highlighted the actors' performances. And I had many fleeting okay. impressions of the new version but do not wish to define them before it is presented. Mmm, yes. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cut! 
He sounds. Uh, he sounds smart. He's. He, yeah, that's. I don't know. I'm into it. I'll watch it again. Yeah, that, that's kind of like a nothing move when they're like, "Ooh, check it out in black and white." But I mean, I'm enough of a movie guy to fall for it. I'd see it again. Or at least you know watch the black and white version on the Blu-ray, what have you. Uh, I've been getting caught up on Power season six. Power? Are you uh, on board? I'm not. I'm powerless <laughs> in my life as it happens. I've seen like a, that's funny. a couple episodes of it's pretty this. bad. Yeah. You've even admitted, like, I'll you were admit, saying the yeah. other day when you were watching, like, what am I doing? Is this... show sucks. I'm just, like, hooked. There's a guy, Joseph Sikora's character, Tommy, who's, like, the white guy on power. Someone would probably... He just kills everybody and gets away with it every week. Someone would probably refer to the show as, like, a cheesy version of The Wire. That's, like, what they're going for on this show. I guess. They're not succeeding. I didn't even like The Wire, and I can acknowledge that it was well done. I mean, this is... I don't know. They usually make it really simple, but the last couple episodes have been shot from different guys' perspectives. Mm. They have like one character's perspective as a whole episode, and then they did another one and another one, and it was they didn't explain that very well. So you just I found myself saying like, why did we see this scene again? Why are we seeing this scene again? And then you kind of put it. My sister actually mentioned it to me, and then I realized, oh yeah, the last three episodes, each one has been focused on one character, which is cool. Cat watches power. Yes. Wow. Big power family. (laughs) My dad hates it. He thinks it's too violent and that it increases his stereotypes and he doesn't like it. He stinks and I don't like him. This headline caught my eye Mm. that uh, sitting in the cinema counts as a light workout because getting immersed in a film speeds up your heart rate. Scientists find this is a legitimate story. Why are we not like the yeah. most jacked guys in town? <laughs> I was going to say, folks, I work out way more than I thought I did. <laughs> I should be in shape. Accordingly, I should be like, yeah, we should be a Donai. I mean, yeah, I think that's if you're easily roped into a flick. Yeah. We usually hate everything. Holy shit, is Sonic in theaters? No, not yet. Not for two weeks, never mind. No. That's a movie we're going to get really invested in. <laughs> I got us tickets to Doolittle for tonight. How's Doolittle doing? Excuse me? Doolittle was? Doolittle opened last weekend? Yes. Yeah, it bombed. I know it's called Doolittle, but I don't think it could have done less, quite frankly, box office-wise or review-wise. Is that you who was saying that it was dubbed poorly and you can kind of see... I've read a review where... I've actually read several reviews where people say the... Yeah, what what you're hearing doesn't match the mouths. Mm. Which sounds almost impossible for like a two hundred million dollar live action production starring movie stars. But uh, yeah, Doolittle bombed. I I was like toying with the idea of seeing it for the bit, but I don't know. I don't even think I can at this point. I'll watch it when it comes on TV. And yeah, I don't like, think I could sit through it. Could you? Bad dubbing is. Uh, I don't think anything bothers me more. Yeah. I love Robert Downey Jr. like roaring back on the scene with that after. 14 years of fucking Iron Man movies. Yeah. Literally, the only movies he's made since... The only non-Marvel movies he's made since uh, 2011 were The Judge. That's... Oof. Yeah. Robert... um, Duvall. Yeah. Which is like a movie that just doesn't exist. And Doolittle. That's that's been his movie... No thanks. That's been his movie-making career for the past uh, decade. And to him, I say, could you? 
And would you? Do you notice that Ang Lee is making a movie uh, about Ali called Thrilla in Manila? About Ali and Joe Frazier fighting? Ang Lee's making Ali? That's fun. Apparently. Hmm. I hadn't heard that. That seems odd. Yeah, it's weird, and I bet it's a lot of, like, really wild CGI and... Even though Michael Mann's Ali isn't the best movie, it's like, well, he kind of did it. We don't really need another Ali biopic, do we? Yeah, if Michael Mann and Will Smith can't make Ali work, then it's not going to happen, Ang. I don't even know Uh, who... I didn't even see who he has. I don't think there's even a cast. Probably like Michael B. Jordan. Just seems like... He already did Creed. That'd be even more embarrassing. Creed. Yeah, it's just in development. Mm. There's a screenplay, and there's one guy on the on the list, and his name is Mike Gassaway, and he is an Emmy award winning actor who, oh. like, I've never even seen before, and he's the only person. Maybe he plays like he plays somebody named Dick. Uh, this, who cares? I got one more news item that's going to lead into an obit. What do you think? That news item that I just did led into an obit too, so We're let's back. let's drop yours and then we'll both hit our obits and then we'll move on to shots. Channing Tatum to headline and produce Disney's Bob the Musical. Let me read you a quick summary. Okay. Bob the Musical centers on a regular guy whose worst nightmare comes to life after he receives a blow to the head and wakes up to find that he's trapped in a musical. The project initially was set in two thousand four and is one of the longest projects in development at Disney this century. Tom Cruise previously circled the project. First of all, one of the longest projects in history, it's been going on so long they've made this movie and TV show several times. Where There's a show on right now called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. She gets a bop on the head and everything's a musical. This idea isn't, does not deserve all... Like, just stop it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't really like, know much about it, but and I don't know... Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I agree with you. You yeah, don't like, have to fight me on that one. It's like a cute idea to do once. Like, oh, someone suddenly... They're messed up in the head and everything's a musical. It's not worth doing over and over again. Like, no. sue no. all these people making all these spinoffs. Like, sue! Uh, so... Yeah, I agree. That, that's that's obitted. Yeah. I forgot to pull the new obit the, music. I'm, I'm all over the place today, folks. I had a busy day. I apologize. I, I, I felt like I was yammering there, too. Yeah, you, but, were, uh, you were passionate. Ooh, I like that better. You, you, you found something that struck a nerve, and... But, um... Yeah, that's all right. Oh, my God. And shuts-wise... <laughs> <laughs> yes! I want to shut! <laughs> that's fun. The sh- shut Speaking of Channing Tatum, I shut off... A new oh, reality. you forgot my obit, though. Oh, shit, sorry. My obit is boxing movies. Ooh. It's over. Rocky did it well. Creed was okay, I guess. And then, like, there's been 40 others. That's one I'm surprised. Like Chuck and Bleed for This and, like, yeah. just, like, a bunch of turkeys that we just didn't need. I'm surprised they're still making those. There'll those... be a new one every three months for the rest of our lives. Yeah, that's, like, an old-fashioned genre that <clears throat> you would think would have just, like, fallen off, but... Yeah, you're right. Every year or two, they're like, here's another underdog boxing drama. What do you think? It's over. No more boxing. Hank's got boxing movies on the ropes. He's about to, uh... Shoot a rope? Moquishla. Yeah, or shoot a rope. 
Um, Let's get this a million dollar. All right, so what was your shot? I only have two this week. Light week. The uh, there's a reality show called Flirty Dancing that I put on to see how fucked up it was, and I found out that it's quite fucked up. And you know, I thought it'd be funny in like a bachelor type capacity. Sure. Channing Tatum's ex-wife. Enough about her. Who? Jenna Dewan Tatum. Yeah. Isn't she pregnant with another dude's kid by now? I don't know, but I, I was so. kind of embarrassed for her. Like, being, <laughs> like, you know, he's a star. She's like hosting this very about to get canceled Fox reality show. And it was funny for like four minutes. It's not even as awkward as you want it to be. Like, they take people who've never met and then they teach them to dance separately and then they introduce them and then they dance immediately don't forget that i dance but it wasn't even that embarrassing i was like oh these people are great dancers like like what's even the bit of watching this show yeah it's got to be it's got to be something you can laugh at the people otherwise why tune in yeah i don't want to just watch strangers like dance reasonably well like that's no good yeah so that was a shot and i also shot uh 9-11 lone star a new show on fox which is actually a spin-off of 911, a show about people responding to 911 calls, which I actually think is a good setup for a show, even though the show's not good. Are they real 911 calls? No. Based it's, on nothing? No. It's just a setup, you know, the 911 dispatch, and you could do any number of storylines with, right. you know, any sort of no. genre, but this show takes a different approach and is quite poor it's got rob lowe and Liv tyler in in the leads some of your favorite actresses i do believe Liv. Liv. is she a friend of the show she is rob lowe is not i don't believe rob lowe has had so many shows i shut his audiobook they give him on the subject they give him a chance like every year they're like let's try another show folks how low can he go nailed it he plays a captain who finds out he has a brain tumor and his uh, gay co-working son is suicidal and has a drug addiction. They slam a lot of drama into the first episode of this show. And I only watched like 20 minutes. It was not very enjoyable, even for bit's sake. And uh, yeah, a lot of my shuts lately are me like putting something on knowing that I'll shut it. Which I prefer an organic shot. I'm gonna get more back to the organic shots. I need, folks. yeah. You you set yourself up. I, I do. think it's like cheating. The uh, you want, I like to go into things with the intention that I'm gonna finish it, mm. and then when I hate it, it's funnier. No, I but, don't know. I'm being a shut snob. I'm a shut elitist. That's fine. It's not fair. And I got one more real quick. Yep. Tolkien. Oof. The uh. The biopic of J.R.R.R. Tolkien, who created Lord of the Rings. God, that's boring. Just in case you're not a Who nerd. directed that again? Somebody interesting, right? No. Are we sure? Couldn't have been, because this was maybe the most uninteresting movie I've ever seen. And it was even more boring than it sounds like it would be. Like, oh, the Tolkien biopic. Like... His mother told him epic fantasy stories that clearly made a big impression on him. And they show... They draw all these parallels and it's just like ugh. not everyone who has like a a noteworthy name needs a biopic you don't need to make a biopic about everybody who's ever lived did we ban biopics no but you're on to something <laughs> maybe we just slam dunk biopics yeah, no more biopics <laughs> into the over. obits 
I've had it. It's over. It's done. And it stars Nicholas Holt as Tolkien, who I think is a really good actor, but even he could not and save I agreed this with film. Her. He actually just got cast in the next Mission Impossible. He's moving on up. What else is he in again? I can't place him. He's the guy in Mad Max Fury Road who's like, we die, we live yeah, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like him. Yeah. Good he, good pull, like immediately. You're good at that game. That should be a, somehow a marketable skill mm. where people say like, what's that guy again? And you don't just do like the like, it's good. Yeah, I'm in. You're good at it. And he's played uh, like a cool guy in a couple things. He's good. Everything's good. But um, do you have any shots? Uh, I do. I shut off in honor of Bad Boys and how much we enjoyed it. Wow, I wow, wow. popped on. Um, Speaking of which, quick side note, Joe Pantoliano liked my Instagram comment. And did he really? It gave me an unreasonable amount of joy. That's funny. Joey Pants, we love you. Friend of the show. Sorry, go on. No, I, I shut off. Something Bad boys Yeah, it was uh, Martin Lawrence kind of inspired me to pop on Roscoe Jenkins or Welcome Home Roscoe Jenkins, a movie about like a Southern African-American family Ooh-wee. that uh, didn't get along very well. And I guess Martin Lawrence got famous as like a Dr. Phil type and yes. he moved away and then he came back with like his new girlfriend and like his cousins dating his high school sweetheart or something and they like fight about it. Yeah. And I remember I think I, I turned this off when it came out at Blockbuster back in I want to say this was like a 2007 release mm. this is a little a seasoned entry I remember the babe in that being a good babe like his girlfriend or wife or whatever good babe but not like an actress you'd know just one who like popped up in that yeah I, I didn't isn't it Nia Long as Maybe one of the Nia girls Long. she's probably a side babe yeah uh. I don't know. It just, to me, I thought it was stupid, and I, I just wasn't that intrigued. I wasn't that into it. He wasn't feeling it. Nah. I was yeah. out. So not, I shut it off. Not a great comedy. And I also shut off um, The Good Doctor, starring friend of the show, <laughs> Freddie Emil Heil. Hirsch, or whatever the fuck his name is. Yes. Yeah, I don't even know what that is, but it came up after The Bachelor. That's like the show, it's like a Doogie Howser type thing yeah. where he's like a young doctor who's wowing everybody. I don't know anyone who watches it, but I think it's in its third season somehow. He was that kid who got famous. John Depp put him in all his movies. He was oh. like Charlie in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and he was in Finding Neverland. I wonder, I always wonder when actors movie. take a shine to certain guys, mm. like what they're thinking. No more shines. We've been gone a long time. Nobody went down there, told you. And I got like a TV heavy reviews. Do we want to do Bachelor or do we want to do TV stuff? Let's do Bachelor and okay. then take our break and come back with all reviews. Okay. Works. Sounds fun. Um, yeah, I like the fans. Do you like the new thing we do where we do half the show, then physically go to see a movie and come back with a piping hot review? Let us know. Yeah, we'd love some feedback. Because we think it's fun. And kisses. <laughs> yes. A smooch would be fun. On Bachelor Week 3, Champagne Gate continues. How about that? They didn't. <laughs> I thought that was over, and it wasn't at yeah. all. The amount of drama they're getting out of a near 
mishap involving a champagne bottle that didn't actually happen is impressive. Two episodes. It took me a while to figure out that that was the case, that, that, that she didn't actually drink the champagne and that it was a mistake and that it still wasn't let go. These, what I wrote down is these girls are all such wimps. Toughen up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all just grasping onto like, oh. anything resembling drama where they could be like, oh, this will be my thing. I'll lean into this. It's... Right. I'm, I'm triggered. I'm upset. Yeah. Everybody's upset all the time now. It's like the real world, I guess. Two days <laughs> of drama about a champagne bottle makes sense yes. when, like, a week ago, the entire continent of Australia was on fire. Ooh. And... Like the president is being impeached, Terrific, and there's a higher opiate epidemic in America than and there has opiates. ever been. I don't know. It's just not that I'm so woke and you yes, know I'm other woke. other centered. I'm just saying that like the 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 things that these women focus on. Yeah, I wrote down who the fuck are these girls? Yeah. <laughs> who do you think you are? Yeah, they like, went to that hoedown with the cowboy boots and the hats, and they're all singing. Yeah, that was... What's up with weird. every Bachelor character being a complete hillbilly? I love how every time, like, when they're going to the saloon before that segment starts, there's so much lead-up to it, and every girl's going like, Oh my god, what are we doing at a saloon? And it's like, oh, you're here to do a prepared scenario, uh, prepared scenario of an afternoon, just like every other time you go anywhere for every episode of this show. <laughs> like... They're all just like, what could, what could we possibly be doing? Oh my god! Yeah, I, I, ugh. One of the babes actually had a good. Uh, I was enjoying the way she was playing it at the country concert. They had a talk, and she was like, "I didn't really expect to have such a connection with you." It was just kind of like playing it cool. Oh, they all say that. I know, but the way you believed her, <laughs> I did. I'm you such, bought in. I'm a mark. Hoops bought in. Yeah, One boy. of them. Maybe she just had chops, but I was buying her whole angle. She was playing to like, you know, this show's like stupid and I hate that I'm even here, but like, I don't know, this is kind of like working. You feeling this? And it worked on him. It worked on me. What do you like about it? It worked on all the viewers. And also Demi roared back into I was just going to say, I wrote down Demi is back. What do you think about that, Hoops? Fans might remember she was the one from The Bachelorette with the lesbian lover, and she brought a lot of drama. She brought the lesbian lover to uh, Bachelor in Paradise after she spent the first, like, six episodes hooking up with Derek. And then she broke Derek's heart, just like Derek had his heart broken on the previous season. Mm. So he's getting his dick kicked in out here, folks. He looks like a a lousy version of uh, John Krasinski. Yeah. They make a whole thing of her coming back. She's, they like do a whip pan to her, and she's like, "I'm back, bitches," and I was like, "You're people, back from where?" It's <laughs> like, so do people even know you? Like, I'm embarrassed that I remember you, but I don't know. Sadly, we are members of Bachelor Nation now, and us knowing who people, I'm part of Rhythm know. Nation. I'm not part of Bachelor Nation, but it's it's canonical. She's a babe. It was nice to see her. One of the women pronounced lingerie lingerie. Oh, no. Did, did she? you catch that? She did. I didn't catch that. That sucks. It sounded so dumb. I almost think she did it on purpose to, like, have a moment on the show. You think? Doesn't that seem too, like, lingerie? Like, come on. I think that's how I pronounced it when I was seven. Yeah, especially when you're a babe. Like, you've worn lingerie. You've said lingerie. Like, come on. What are you doing? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that she's just a dummy. That's probably fair. 
that's the thing about the, this show, man. They'll do stuff where they sound so stupid that it's almost impossible to believe. Hi. Yeah. But yeah, when they're at the saloon, they're having like pillow fights. That was the big scenario. That was weird. That one girl getting all into it, like I'm a wrestling champion and yeah. like I'm gonna get everybody. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, okay, weirdo. They all have their moment. Like this is where I'll shine, and they never do. <laughs> and Fred Willard was there giving commentary. I was kind he of he looked dead. I was embarrassed for him. Did he look that. CGI or was that just me? It looked like he wasn't really there. It looked like they kind of popped him in. I was probably like half watching. I didn't notice, but I did see that he was there. I was like, oh no, you should not have to do this this sucks yeah that made me real sad was, i didn't yeah. it just like it felt like fred what are you doing yeah him like the fuck fred. half doing one of his christopher guest roles as like the judge like, from wow Best in Show. look at all these ladies and, yeah. I was like, yeah and yeah just a bunch of caddy babes going back and forth at each other's throats one of them t- to one of the other babes was like, do you, like, work? That was really funny, yeah, actually. Was, uh, yeah, I work three jobs, actually. And then she's just like, oh, you do? That's so nice. That's cool. Does it make you tired? Like, you look <laughs> tired from it. Just, just nastiness. I think I'm going to smash my television if one more girl makes a joke about the Mile High Club in relation to the fact that Pilot Pete is a pilot. Oh, you didn't have enough when everyone made that joke in the first episode? Well, now we're into week four next coming up, and it's, 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 I I guarantee there'll be at least one, if not two or three. Yeah. And it's just like, ladies, 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 like, didn't you, uh, didn't you catch that joke already? Like, you know, you're, you're, you're recycling bits here. Just punch it up. Just give me like a couple different words. Imagine if one of them was actually clever and made, made good television. Imagine that. Yeah. I love how they have they're all trying to have rational discussions and then they just immediately break down in tears. Oh yeah. They could never they can never actually hold it together long enough to really come up with any original thought or idea. Like just <laughs> and then it's just over. Just that's tears. A, that's actually probably part of the screening process when they're casting this like, oh this chick <laughs> she's great, but she didn't cry at all during any of the interviews, so we can't have that. We need completely unhinged lunatics exclusively. And nothing but. But yeah, the drama on this show, the whole show is just like a babe goes to Peter and says like, this person said that. And then he goes to that woman who says, no, she actually said this. And then Peter, I liked how he called that one girl out in front of everybody. He was like, well, this is what she said. And what do you guys think about this? And everybody, and the girl was, you could tell she was like, I can't believe you do this. But they're not allowed to get mad at him because he's the guy who chooses whether or not they win. I'd I'd exploit that too as a guy. I'd be like, you know what? Like, I'm going to throw you under the bus and just see what happens. Like, watch how she handled it. I love how they're all like doing their best to win his affection and yet still acting so nuts. How are you going to be after six months of a relationship? Are you just going to be completely losing it? That's why the one girl who was like playing it cool stood out because everyone else is like, you know, eating his shit and she was just kind of being like, yeah, this is all right. I don't know. I've heard people say like, well, you know, they're so young. I don't recall. I mean, I was a mess because I was an alcoholic, but I mean, I don't know. I just... I don't know anyone in my life that's as embarrassing as the people on this show. <laughs> that's that anyone thing. that I've ever met in my entire 36 years of living, these are the most embarrassing people I've ever seen. Yeah. And I've gone to rehab twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've seen some doozies. You know... Uh, yeah. 
I don't know. They're yeah. just they're pathetic excuses for human beings, and I can't wait for next week. <clears throat> I love every second of it. I'll never stop watching. Fuck. It's not even ironic anymore. Fuck. I'm fully in. I was afraid of this. Yikes. <clears throat> you want to watch uh, watch something? Watch our featured review, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot by friend of the show, Kevin Smith. Yeah, I think that would be lovely. All right. Folks, enough is enough! Folks, we'll, we'll be right back. With BRB, the, guys. With some reviews. Wow. That was uh, one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. (laughs) Just like that, we're back. Fans, we just watched Jay and Silent Bob reboot the new Kevin Smith vehicle, which is available on iTunes. You can purchase it for a modest $9.99, which Ank did. Are you happy about uh, having this movie in your collection forever so you can revisit it oft? Yeah, I think it's going to be a movie that I watch... (laughs) Like Pulp Fiction, you know, like once a month I revisit it and <clears throat> I get all the joy that I got just now. Yes. It was very, very, very good. Bits aside, this movie was very rough. Yeah, it was laughless. Like, we're big Kevin Smith guys. Are we? I am. I'll, I'll speak for myself. I've read, I've read his book and I've watched Clerks enough times that, yes, I think I am a big Kevin Smith guy, unfortunately. And yeah, this was him basically remaking Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, but he throws in like a Dumb and Dumber 2-esque, one of these goofballs is a parent now plotline to fill out some of the middle. It was rough. It's like 10% good bits and 90% duds, I would say. What do you think of that ratio? I'd say it was all duds. Mm. I didn't really, I mean, I can't, can you remember one standout bit? I stopped taking notes after about five minutes because in my mind I was like, this is so bad that these notes are worthless. And we're, I guess I wrote so many callbacks. Yeah, it's are a, we Justin Long guys? Smilf getting that work and the Netflix and chill bit made me uncomfortable and that's it. It's like a reference fest. It's, uh, I don't even know how someone could enjoy watching this if you haven't seen all of Kevin Smith's other movies. Because all it's doing is referencing those movies and doing in-jokes that, like, barely I got. I was kind of embarrassed watching this, dud-wise. Yeah, I I got uncomfortable a few times. Yeah, we looked to each other cringily several times. The, uh, I didn't, there's a Chasing Amy scene that I thought was kind of heartwarming and fun. It was like, that was a nice moment amidst all the, uh... Yeah, you said that. Nonsense... I think he's just been making stuff so long. He's like a parody of himself at this point, Kevin Smith. Like, he's reached. Um, I was gonna say Bill Murray, but that's the wrong example. He's almost reached like Papa John status. Yeah, where it's just like cool big Papa. He's kind of made a fool of himself, and he's just sort of leaning into it. Like, oh well, I guess I'll just. Uh, yeah. You've heard of breaking the fourth wall in movies. This movie, he's breaking like the fifth wall, if that's a thing. He's It's a thing. He's it's play- just wallless. It's just him. He's playing himself in it in addition to playing Silent Bob and like making jokes about how Kevin Smith makes movies with his daughter in a movie. 
that Kevin Smith made, starring his daughter. It's I, just like the movie's like up its own ass, like so much it's barely even a movie. It's kind of <laughs> terrible. Yeah, yeah. I suggested that we shut it, and mm. Hoop said he wanted to hang in there. Big finish was. He said, "Oh, but it's almost over." And I was like, "That's what you say every fucking time." That is like my. He was right this time, but a lot of times he's not, because he and he just lies to me. Like I'm gonna go. Oh, okay, he said it's almost over, so I'll forget the idea that I wanted to walk out. You you got me good there. That is my like automatic response, just to be like, "Okay, well, hold on, it's almost, it's almost over. Done. We got this." Like weird, like obsessive I don't know if it's like a codependent thing or what it is like it's like are you worried Kevin Smith's gonna find out you shut his movie off I am codependent with movies very they much are. I mean so am I in different <laughs> ways but not as bad as you are I just need to know the end I need that big finish then I can properly skewer it I saw every second of it yeah I guess that's alright but uh <sighs> yeah it was that, bad. Yeah, it I was bad, bad, bad. It's kind of a bummer. I was hoping it would, because it, it got awful Really reviews. invigorating to come back on the podcast <laughs> and talk about a movie that was that great, that was that awful. We're back. But yes, that was Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Let's talk about some other stuff. Let's talk about something that we liked. Yes. How about that? Does that work for you? How about that new season of Curb, baby? <laughs> No good. <laughs> I thought the season it was premiere great. of Curb was like it the, was very funny. The best episode of anything I've seen in like at least a year. That Brandon Wardell cameo, friend of the show. Yep, I liked seeing him getting that work. I was very charmed you by that. You spoiled it for me. <laughs> I know. I, I tried not to. You, you tried to stop at me from looking, but I'm not gonna not look at my DMs. I I don't know. This this episode had like 400 great bits in it. It was almost like overstuffed. Someone mistakes Jeff for Harvey Weinstein, which was incredible. Just seeing Richard Lewis is always funny. The uh, LD's bit about the big goodbye, where you ignore someone all night, but then you give them like a big, like, oh, like, this guy's here. I didn't know you were here. We'll see you. Which I thought was great. Him catching him immediately and saying, like, you'd given me the (laughs) big goodbye. That was such a curb thing. Like, no one would ever call him out. Never. (laughs) That would never happen. He's like, oh, let's have lunch Wednesday then. Him wearing the Make America Great hat to that lunch. That was good. The whole Trump bit was just... Yeah, people are pretty hesitant to make um, jokes about a lot of the stuff that they covered right away. Like, they came out swinging with, like, race bits. Oh, yeah. Larry's getting, like, Me Me Too too bits. Yeah. That yeah. bit about him grabbing the caterer's breast by accident. Like, I feel like that's going to be a recurring theme. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's going to be the thing of the season, him yeah. getting canceled. And um, I think that's a great through line. I, I thought it was funny that Phil Rosenthal played himself as that annoying guy. Who is that again? The, the guy who wanted him to go to lunch. He's a real... that They, oh, yeah, they, like they a, go by his real name. He's like a producer for Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure he's just like a real friend of Larry David's. Yeah. He looked kind of familiar. Yeah. He's a guy. But yeah, he really ties it together like nobody else. Like, people know on Seinfeld and on Curb, like, he brings together, like, a lot of bits that don't seem like they congeal and just ties it ties it together very nicely at the end. Richard Lewis is always uh, a pleasant surprise. I was an alcoholic for 35 years! 
him with that fake boycott, and then he's at, the, and then he's there, and Hat Larry catches him. Such a curb bit, a fake boycott. Yeah, that was good. I got a good feeling about this season. I think it's gonna be a hot one. Curb wise, and also Larry David wise. I don't know if you caught him on any of the uh, late night shows. He's been Mm-mm. making the rounds promotionally. Anything good? I mean, he was on Conan, and it was like an incredible appearance. I'd recommend just everyone watching it on YouTube, just when you have a moment. As far as, like, you know, talk show appearances go, I thought it was, like, one of the best. And just watching him, like, interact with people. I saw him on the Today Show talking with Al Roker. Like, watching him interact with people in real life, they're, like, free mini-episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Him getting interviewed by anyone is, is great, in my opinion. But the Curb interview especially. Check mm. that out if you're intrigued. And speaking of the HBO Sunday night lineup, we watched uh, the new Hugh Laurie vehicle, Avenue 5, which I thought I was going to hate. I because went I'm, into a very low expectations, we're not, and it was okay. We're not Hugh Laurie guys. We're here. not. I don't like House. He's not a friend of the show. No, not at all. And this show is like a space parody it looked kind of like the Orville, but worse. But it was surprisingly enjoyable. It's like, you know, it's like an R-rated show. It's very gritty, and uh, like people are dying. This the gravity on this space station gets messed up, and like everyone flips around, and a bunch of people get killed. Zach Woods makes me laugh. He was great in anything that he's in, he's, and I'm a I'm a secret Josh Gad guy with he, that long bleached hair that made me laugh. Yeah. He had a great bit where everyone was yelling at him, and he's like a nice guy, but and he starts to lose his cool, and he goes, uh, I wish we were in separate rooms, and I hate being alone. That really killed me. Yeah, that was funny. And uh, Josh Gad is on the show, who I actually enjoy. I feel like he's kind of hateable, and people hate him in general. I think he's great. That bleached hair and... <laughs> That show he did with Billy Crystal that barely exists was great. Wait, what? The Comedians on FX a few years ago. Do you remember that? No. Are either of them comedians? No. And that's like a part of the show. It had an awful title and got canceled, but that was a good show. You liked uh, it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Avenue 5 on HBO. We'll be, uh, I'm going to stick with this. I'll give it uh, one bag of popcorn. Ooh. Kiss thrown on popcorn. And uh, what yeah, else you got? I also, real quick, I watched this movie, Running with the Devil, a new straight-to-video turkey starring Nicolas Cage and Lawrence Fishburne. It's now on Hulu. How did fans. I not hear about this? Should have clued me, and I would have watched it too. We could have done the whole thing. Yeah. The uh, just real quick, it's Was terrible. It great? I didn't finish it. I should have put this in my shots actually. Oops. I had a good laugh at the beginning when it started. It said, from Redbox Films. <laughs> We're a big fan of all Redbox Does films. anybody else think that's as funny as we do? I hope so, because I just can't believe that's a thing. And this movie, listen to the cast of this movie. It's, this is like the expendables of sidecars. You got Nick Cage, Lawrence Fishburne, Barry Pepper, Adam Goldberg. How of a year for Barry Pepper? Cole Hauser. Oof. Clifton For what babe being awesome Clifton Collins Jr. will also be coming up in the next Take a feature. stand together. But yeah, this movie was terrible. But I was thinking while watching it, the best part about watching a bad movie is it makes you appreciate good movies. 
you, you take the good ones for granted. You don't realize how difficult making a it's good a pretty movie positive is outlook until you watch a real fat turkey. Oof. And you're just like, wow, they really just didn't nail any aspect of making this film at all. It's impressive, almost. And, yes, there's a scene where Adam Goldberg is getting rid of Lawrence Fishburne's dead prostitute, and he's doing coke in his car in front of a bunch of police officers, and I just thought that was fun and wild and wacky. That is fun. Yeah. But yeah, what was this movie even called? Running with the Devil. It's on Hulu. Don't watch it. Barely exists. And you just uh, you just watched Waves, Waves as well from a uh, friend of the show. Trey Edward Schultz. There it is. Big fan of his work. He did It Comes at Night and Cresha, which are both uh, streaming, if you want to check those out. And I like this. Yeah, I, I saw it in the theaters with Lucy, and mm. we liked it. I watched this here today in your apartment while you were working. What a day we've been having. <laughs> we've been having a day. Turkey boys. The uh, but We're going to watch that Jason Mewes movie right after this. Folks, that's inaccurate. Oh, yeah. It was your idea. <laughs> but waves-wise, I didn't love this movie like I thought I would. I was all jazzed up for this to be like Scotty's favorite of the year. But I did enjoy it. It's... Uh, this is a tough one to talk about without giving it away, so I'll keep it brief. But this was like a, a story of a family that has a... This is a tough one to talk about. It has like some shock. Right, like how do you not blow it? Yeah, like... I don't know, the movie looked great and was very realistic. Trey Edward Schultz, he like moves the camera around a lot. And the movie's very colorful and vibrant. I will say, it reminded me of... The Place Beyond the Pines, in that hmm. it's basically two movies in one. The first half of the movie is one movie, and then that movie basically ends, and the movie becomes something else for the rest of it. Which I like is, that take. When you is, first said it, I thought you were talking about cinematography-wise, and I was thinking to myself, I don't agree with this. And I waited for it, and you got me back. He's back. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I do. It's two movies, I which do. is a cool move. I liked the first movie way more than the second movie. In Agreed, waves. yeah. But it's an interesting thing to do. Like, as far as, like, telling where the movie was going, I had no idea. I had an idea of what was going to happen. There's a few and, shocking parts that yes. are worth tuning in for. It's, uh... Yeah. Very unpredictable. You can't say that. It's about, about as movies. A24 as it gets. And it, for those of you that like those movies yeah. and know those movies and have heard a few of our podcasts where we discuss them, you'll understand when you watch it. It's got all the stuff they do, including Lucas Hedges in a supporting role. Yeah, that kid gets all kinds of work. We've talked about that countless times, but yeah. it's just it is what it is. It's a sign of the times, I guess. We're not... Uh, also, this movie, I thought, did a great job of showing how your actions... <laughs> affect the lives of everyone you know in ways you couldn't foresee or wouldn't woke. think. That's woke. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was an interesting movie. I right, recommend like, watching it. Like, it didn't blow me away, but it, it was good. It's funny. They do this misdirection thing where there's a few scenes that you think it's going to go a certain way. Like, yes. oh, maybe this is going to happen. And then it doesn't. And yes. then they pull it another way. Yeah, that's what he's the best at. Like, the tension. Yeah. There's so many scenes where I'm like, what? When is the thing going to happen? I know something's bubbling up. And then it did. And I gasped. Legitimately. 
while watching the movie here with your dog. The Meg. The Meg also gasped. Yeah, she uh, was on the edge of her seat, I'm sure. She was like, <clears throat> What else we got? Anything else? That's waves. I mean, that's all I got this week. Um, there's a movie that I wouldn't want to, or that I'd want to watch. <laughs> movie that I'd like to watch with you called uh, The Departed. There it is. But I only want to watch 90 seconds of it. Okay. Does that work for that. you? Mm. You all right with that? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Also, I like the idea of someone, one of our super fans, editing together all of our 90 seconds of The Departed segments into its own thing, into like a Departed commentary. <laughs> oh, like putting it all together for the whole movie. Yes, he gets it. Wouldn't that be fun? That would warm my heart if someone would do that. That's if we have a fan out there that's that dedicated, I would be very impressed. Yeah, that would be such a, a time-consuming, insane project. Ah, oh, The Departed. What a film. We're about to catch that envelope. That oh, yeah. That. French, the number one. Ray Winstone, friend of the show. This movie came out 14 years ago. And we've been laughing about it ever since. We really have. Air of scumbag entitlement. Do you see cops? That's part of what oh. I do. I mean, I normally don't see cadets. Do you want to be a cop? The academy. Oh, or do you want to appear to be a cop? You should get a better job, huh? Should I? I used to say that his accent so, was one of the better yeah, ones uh, in the movie, and it isn't. It goes back and forth. He, has, he just no slipped problems. out of it right there. Sometimes they do. Jack Nicholson in this movie. Yeah. He's like, there's moments where he's like leaning into it so hard. Oof. And other moments where it's like, do you remember this movie takes place in Boston? They signed up to use their weapons. And that's 90. Wow. That was a quick 90. Yeah, sometimes we're so, so deep into it that it flies right by. Dun, 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 dun. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that's enough, folks. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Season. Follow the show Enough the Podcast on Instagram. One of these days, I'll remember to make a Twitter, and it'll be fun, also. And um, just so you guys know, I am actually I'm looking for personal trainers. I'm expanding my business, or I'm attempting to. This is a casting call for anybody out there that you know that could be a good fit for my brand. What I'm looking for is self-starters, motivated individuals who listen to this show and are big fans of me and just want to do my bidding. So let me know. 617-797-3076. That's the hotline. Send me leads. And you can have a guest appearance on the show as a gift. Yes. And please email in anything that comes to your mind in any way. Enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to have a good one, man. Bye, 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 bye.